What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new edition of Wrestle Update. I'm your host, as always, Dylan Fox. And for the first time ever, I have an extremely special guest on. Uh, Nello was would have been here. We would have talked about it and had a fun time. And we'll probably talk about it at some point in the future as well. Uh, not as in-depth as we will today, but I'll ask him what he thought. And if he saw me on camera as well. That's the real news scoop uh, here. If you saw me on camera or not, please let us know. But instead of the usual format, the usual episode of the show, we have a very special edition of the show because for the first time ever, joining me is my dear sister, my younger sister, Cheyenne, the one who who named Wrestle Update. You got to let me finish. I'm putting you over, Cheyenne. I have to tell the people that you are the one who named this show. I I was nervous. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep, Keep saying good things about me. She is the one that wanted to go to the show and got me. I, as everyone knows, I'm a hermit. I try not to to see and talk to people too much. But I came here. We got to the show. Cheyenne wanted to see it. The first ever show in her hometown, my birthplace, Clarksville, Tennessee. First ever WWE show. And of course, that meant NXT came to Clarksville in the FNM Bank Arena. And as I said, the one who named the show, named Russell Update, when me and Scott were in a pinch originally, and also is my co-host on my Patreon show for my other uh, podcast, Eastern Lariat, which is all about Japanese wrestling. We do have a show on there, which only specifically talks about the wrestling anime, Tiger Mask W, as we get through it. And we are over halfway through with the series, and hopefully we can get on with that as well. But Cheyenne, it's good to have you on. I've been pushing for this for a while now. You've been nervous. I keep telling you not to be nervous, but you're going to do great. So just tell everybody, you're my sister. You're the real one. I'm really his sister. It's not, not alone. You're not an imposter at the end of the day. Um, you are you are on the wrestling forum with us, Wrestling Click, before, remember? They thought you were me on that. I, I, do, I do remember that. That was funny. They, they, they thought. I was a lie. They should have known better when you started talking about TNA in depth, because that's not something I would ever do on a normal level uh, on there. But you were the TNA poster for that uh, weird time period, for sure. You you brought it back. I believe you. You played the arcade games on there. I did uh, I the games. I like the games. I mostly went there for the games. That was a long time ago, though. But right now. Oh, oh. Remember, remember there was the the group watching the Power Rangers. I was there for that too. Oh yeah, we are big Power Ranger fans in these in this household. Uh, you know, and on that one, I I've watched. Well, I stopped probably over ten years ago now. Uh, you know, with uh, Dino Thunder, I think. Uh, Di- Dino, no, it was Dino Charge is what it was. Dino Thunder was the Disney Channel one. Uh, but no, I, after that I, I dropped off. So I'm not really a power Rangers fan in terms of the modern era, but I still have many great memories of the power Rangers in the past. What was your favorite season though? Cheyenne? I forget what you said was your, your favorite SPD SPD emergency. Yeah, I, I, I got you. That was a good one. Doggy Kruger. Mm-hmm. I, SPD was the jam. I like Ninja storm was my favorite, but we're, we're young enough to where we're not, beholden to the original Mighty Morphin, which is fine. Like I like it at all, but 
we like the Disney era of the Power Rangers, like the Ninja Storms and the SPDs and the Dino Thunders. Uh, all of that was there. Uh, that that was our shows. But this is not about Power Rangers. Right? This is about wrestling and particularly NXT. Your first ever wrestling show that you've been to live. Yeah, it was. That's right. And the first as an adult that I was a fan of and not wrestling on, which was really weird. Uh, I, I didn't tell you about that that much, but I had all, I was all for my feelings. I was kind of emoing out, to be honest with you, uh, about it. But FNM Bank Arena, this is a pretty new place uh, in Clarksville, right? You are a Clarksville uh, citizen, a Clarksville expert. Uh, what do you what do you think of the arena in terms of the like? How was it nice? Did you like it? Getting in was pretty easy, I thought. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, it wasn't complicated to get to the seats. You walk through the doors, and it's pretty. It's right there. You go left, you go right. Um, it was nice. I liked it. It was. It was. Which the show NXT only used half of the arena for seating. Yeah. And the other half they used for you know the backstage stuff or whatever. But I thought the seats were really good. I was really happy with the seats, even if we had got like the cheaper seats in the corner. We still would have had a, a great view of the arena, so it was it was good. The the drinks were very expensive though. Uh, that was the part that I hated. I mean, come on, man, six dollars for a small icy, and you were the one who convinced me that I paid for. By the way, uh, I, on here. no, because I wasn't prepared for them to not take cash. I gave you the money for it, okay? After but, and you have not paid me back for the ticket either, so don't try to lie to the listeners right now. I. And making payments on the ticket <laughs> before you really interrupted me. It was a three-hour show. This plus we were screaming and shouting and chanting. Like there's no way that you would have not gotten thirsty. I played it cool. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I was in my seat the whole time. Lies. <laughs> Lies. But no, actually, well, you know. Clarksville for its first time ever wrestling event. So, how are you feeling when they announced it here for the first time ever? Uh, g- coming to Clarksville, NXT. I you know you never thought this day would come. I I did not, but I knew we had to go. I knew you had to go. I knew you would like it. I knew so. It is. It, it was right after my birthday too, so you know, like that that matched up pretty well for it. When it got it got announced though, like in what December? Yeah, but they announced it would be right after my birthday. Yeah. Well. So, so you know, like that that's a good timing overall for everything. It gives us a good excuse. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You know, Clarksville, first time in your hometown. You want to see it? I, I totally get that. Uh, but that said, we do have to explain uh, a secret here to people. You were not that familiar with NXT. And even some people on this show you had never seen before, before you came here. I I was not. We, um, like a week ago, uh, we, Dylan, uh, joined me for some, uh, history of NXT. And we, we caught up to leading up. To, uh, it was literally two episodes that we watched. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally went over, we watched with our grandma who we thought was going to come at first, but she was too sick to come, unfortunately. Uh, We watched literally two episodes of this. And I learned... (laughs) 
Very little. <laughs> the only people I didn't know, the only people I didn't know at the show were Dijak and Gacy. Never heard of them before. Didn't know yeah. them. And then um, I had heard of Lyra, but I hadn't seen her. Yeah. And I had no idea who Lola Vice was at all. Okay. And now, then, the rest we had at least seen or heard of. Yeah, well, I have. I I knew um, Baron Corbin. I like him. I like right. Baron. And I knew Roxy because I've seen Roxy before, and you really love Roxy. Oh, huge fan. Yeah, and I've heard of Ilya Dragunov from. Um, <laughs> he was on the show. He literally walked out with the title. I think was his appearance on the show <laughs> that we watched. I know. I know him from Wrestling Card. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. You're super card. You're a, Cheyenne is a super card expert. Okay. I don't know about that. I have a lot of stars, but see, she's trying to be all modest, but she is a, a true fan when it comes to the super card. Um, but Ilya, hey, Ilya's got a lot of fans on Cage Match. Uh, the the you know the site we're gonna post this on. Uh, yeah. Like the like Germans run the site. They you know everybody loves them. Uh, there's a lot of listeners that are from Germany and stuff, or at least have a lot of association with it, and WXW, where Ilya came from. <laughs> uh, same places like Gunther and all that stuff. Ilya wrestled in front of these guys in Germany for, like, years before he came to WWE. I was going to say something, but it's stupid, so I'm not going to say it. And then... <laughs> oh, well, thanks for letting us know that. You could have just moved on without saying that, but you, you do you, Shine. You, you are in charge right now of yourself. How Ilya was German. Um, he 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 does the Russian thing, right? So, yeah, Russian. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying he wrestled in Germany. He's he's dragging off Russian name. Well, I know, but I, didn't you just say he was from Germany? He wrestled in Germany and and lived there and all that stuff. Okay, technically wrong. Whatever, like he has a long history in German Germany is all I'm saying. Like from the wrestling, like it doesn't it doesn't matter the, the specifics. I don't I don't care. I'll take my technicality as a win. I'm not a. And then I knew Dragon Lee. I've seen him. Before. Uh, yeah. And um, Carmelo, because I remember Melo don't miss right. Wasn't he that? Pro- yeah, he was in the Rumble too. But you did watch the Royal Rumble as well. Uh, we do have to mention that uh, this I, year. Yeah, but the like the last time I saw him, way way like the last time I watched NXT, I don't think Trick was wrestling or a big wrestler then. He was kind of like the sidekick back then. Yeah. Yeah, I I learned everything I needed to know about NXT a week ago for the show. Yeah, if we had watched the last two episodes, you might have known even more at the end, but we we got cut off for reasons. Um, So the fact is that the long story that you went to this whole diatribe, the point of it is, is you're you're a fresh pair of eyes, you know, for NXT, right? You would say you're not like a tried and true, you know, watch every week, no ins and outs of everything. You're a fresh set of eyes, you know? Yeah, because remember when we were talking about it before we watched the episodes? Yeah. You're naming off all these people I thought were in NXT, and then you told me, no, all those people are in AEW. And I was like, (laughs) Yeah. Man, I don't know. 
anything about NXT. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like when you were there, if you were, I don't think you were ever really a, a huge NXT watcher. I, I was not. I never really jumped on the NXT train. Yeah. Uh, you know, but you're, you're a casual fan of wrestling in general, I would say. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan. I don't really know a lot about wrestling, you know, skill wise, skill wise. First. Yeah. But you, but you, but you, you just want like, but you have fun at the show though. Well, yeah, I like it. I like watching. I like, I like, I like wrestling. I enjoy it. I yeah, watch when you, yeah, when you were a kid, you watched it every week, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. watched. But when when I get the opportunity, I just don't have like the opportunity really to watch it. But the thing is, Sean, you got to understand, you, a lot of people are like that with the weekly shows. Like yeah. you know, like not because I mean, if you look at it, <laughs> Raw, <laughs> NXT, <laughs> SmackDown. Uh, AEW, two shows, Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision. That's three shows. I almost forgot about Rampage for a second. I apologize to, to, to AEW for that. Um, Impact is on TNA now. It's back on. Uh, which you were shocked by when Jordan Grace came back at the Royal Rumble. Her reaction was like, uh, TNA still around? Yeah, I did. I thought I thought they were gone. I did. You wrote their head, you know, you, bear, you put the nail in the coffin and they refused to die. Uh, but the fact is, like all of those shows, I mean, you're looking at 12, 15 hours of of wrestling just on TV, let alone, you know, from Japan and all that stuff and Mexico, if you want to watch it in the UK. So, I mean, there's a lot on and a lot of these weekly shows. It's not that big of a deal to a lot of people, you know, so a lot of people skip out on even Raw, let alone NXT. Well, I mean, I like the weekly shows. I just don't really get. I don't have the time really. To watch. And the same, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, you know, like with 15, 16, 20 hours of TV, stuff is going to go by the wayside. Yeah. Because not everybody's watching wrestling 24-7. Like, they've got other stuff they want to do, you know. I mean, like, I, I read a lot, and then I go to bed early. I go to bed <laughs> I, I understand, Sean. I'm not, nobody's judging you. It's like, that's the whole point of this. It's like, you're cool. Like, it's okay to not watch every week. Um, but... Like from a casual fan perspective, though, <laughs> I think that gives you a different insight than me, for sure, who like wrestling and sports is all I know, or Nello, even who was at another show to, uh, you know, he's in the west side uh, of the country. He was at another show uh, at the same time NXT was going on. We were actually texting back and forth <laughs> during the show going on there. Where was he at? He was at, uh, uh, you wouldn't have heard of this, I don't think, but there was an indie company called GCW. Never. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a small, it's an indie company. Uh, but he was there at the show, uh, watching that. So if you were at the GCW show, you probably, you might have saw Nello uh, there. Uh, he, 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 he showed me, a, you know, he, he was looking out for Rena Yamashita, Microman, all the stars of, of GCW there. Um, but we were texting back and forth on that. And, um, the fact is we know a lot of these guys, even deadline, you know, and again, it shows that you are not a Russell update listener, unfortunately, Cheyenne, uh, here, because on the deadline review, me and Nello did, he also didn't see a lot. Like he hadn't seen a lot of these people on there for the first time. So it's a good perspective to have and a very normal one. I want to, to let you know that <laughs> right off the bat here, but so we get into the arena. Um, your dad brought us there. And would you explain the way 
<laughs> like, so the way this worked is there's two buildings next to each other. There's the FNM Bank Arena, and on the backside is the Ice Center that they have there, which is like for hockey or something. Uh, I think these host uh, Austin P stuff, which is like the local college in Clarksville. Uh, but we had to go around. At first, I thought you were leading us to the ice center, which they told us not to do. But then we went up the hill to get there. And when we got in, like you said, very easy, like no long line or anything like that. The drinks cost. Huh? I know you did not trust me at all. You were like, why are we going this way? We're going the wrong way. Where are you taking me? I thought you were leading me to get jumped by somebody, Shad. I'll be honest with you. Deep hill, though. Yeah, it was it was a, a steep hill. I, it was okay though. Like I said, we we got through. Everything was safe. We got there good. <laughs> Very disappointed about the drinks and all that. But we walk in. What did you think of the setup they had? Now, <laughs> so you see the stage. Uh, they had the big WrestleMania sign too. There, you can see that on the camera. I'm sure they showed that on the TV a bunch of times, <laughs> or on Peacock. Uh, what did you think of the the first thing you said to me was you took off your glasses and you said. I don't know if it's just me or if it's really hazy in here. Well, no, I said I don't. I, I can't tell if my glasses are dirty. Yeah. Or really smoky in here. Yeah, and, and they have these red lights on. But yeah, that, for the atmosphere. It made me felt. I felt like we were walking into the nether realm when we when we went there. And okay. if you look at the, yeah, I'm fast. I didn't yeah. tell you. I don't know why I'm going to tell you this now, but I am just for content. But okay. you know, like the big, um, the big, uh, WrestleMania sign that they had up. Yeah. And you know how like they show it on TV or whatever. Yeah. I thought that it was just a graphic they showed on television. I didn't nope. realize it was an actual sign. Oh, uh, this goes to tell you how, like the live experience was new. This is another thing. After the first match, like. They took the mat off and replaced the mat. And she did. you didn't know that that was something they did. No, I'm like, well, do they do this after every match? I yeah. That. Well, they don't ever show that on TV. At the end of the day, like they're peeling the, meat, the ring back back. Uh, but yeah, that's something I've seen done a million times. Uh, happen and, and yeah, it was for safety purposes, of course. Like if you don't know, you know, like after a match, you're on there sweating and and bumping a lot of guys don't wrestle in tops they'll just have bare skin or whatever so it prevents like ringworm or anything like that you won't catch that if you replace the mat you know sweaty and spit and god knows what else is on the mat it's just just for health purposes overall to be hygienic um did you like the stage and stuff the ring we I, again we weren't in the back it, like shine was saying if even if we were in the back row um it would have been good seats but we were actually on the hard camera side if you look hard enough you could see us on there i had the the uh grizzlies jersey shine was in a beanie on there uh you know so if you look especially on the entrance because we we weren't on like right where the camera was they had to go back a little bit and, and zoom up like we were on the row right above the normal row on the hard camera uh but it was a good vibe though good feelings were had about the whole show uh, a lot of people were wearing grizzlies jerseys and stuff that we walked into as well which, I mean, it makes sense. Like, we're right outside of Memphis, like, not that far from there. But a lot of people were like, I went, I went up to some guy was like, uh, man, like, an another Grizzlies fan. Uh, and we were talking about the main event and, and, and who we wanted and stuff. And even after the show, somebody was like, go Grizzlies. When I was like, hey, did you enjoy the show? Uh, so a lot of Grizzlies love 
which was one of my uh, highlights for sure. And, um, and there was a lot of people in CM Punk shirts. We did see a few CM Punk shirts. It wasn't like overwhelming, but we did see a couple for sure. Uh, there was definitely a few CM Punk shirts that I saw. Um, I sat next to, because um, again, like we said, our grandma couldn't come. So Mama wasn't there. So instead, we had an empty couple of seats next to us. And then from there, the guy that was sitting right next to me uh, was he looked exactly like Katsuhiko Nakajima before he cut his hair. Uh, and he got up a couple of times, very respectful uh, when he was shifting through the ropes. He was always like, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I always said when everybody anybody did that, I was like, don't say sorry, man. Let's go. It's, we're having fun. It's all good. And all that. We don't need no apologies. You need you need to get some beer. You need to get some uh, go to the bathroom, whatever you need. It's all good. Uh, but that's really polite. I noticed that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so it, 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 was, it was very nice. Everybody was nice that we were with. It was a good vibe uh, there. We did see a bunch of people with titles <laughs> like replica belts. Uh, this one guy had like two or three belts on his own. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, this is nuts uh, there. Where we were at, though, we were kind of like under the big screen on the top. So the big uh, steel thing blocked the view from the thing. Uh, So, yeah. But we had we had a good vantage point of the ring, though. So I really no. The ring was awesome. Yeah, the ring was awesome. We had great seats, honestly. Uh, Honestly, I really like. I looked up at it a couple of times when they got like on the other side of the ring, or like they got on the ground. But for the most part, I was just watching the ring directly. Yeah, like 100% of the show for me was watching the ring. I did because the thing, the steel thing was blocking the big screen for me. Occasionally, like we would look at the big screen, like the entrance video wall, <laughs> the tight front, but mainly it was the ring. So, uh, you know, it's, this is all stuff that's well known to people who go to shows. But uh, it, I'm just describing F and M Bank for everybody. Just under 4,000 people were here. The numbers came in 3970 for this. Overall. Uh, so before the show started, we already kind of got a good view of what what this show was going to be like. Because at points we were all getting into our seats and right before the show started, you know, they brought out Alicia Taylor, uh, the ring announcer and stuff, and they gave her a respectful applause. And then on the video screen, they played a video for Trick and the whole crowd before the show even started, before this even went on the air. The whole crowd was chanting "Whoop that trick!" At that point, uh, it told you like this was a trick crowd. Like people wanted to see him win the belt at the end. Um, but so the show. Oh, uh, then uh, they had brought out Wade to replace Booker T, which I know you were disappointed Booker T wasn't here. I okay, I will, okay, okay. I was sad that Booker T was not there because like everyone loves Booker T. I love Booker T, but. But I also love Wade Barrett. That's true. That's going back to the old days. Yes. When I was watching wrestling, he was wrestling. And I liked Wade Barrett. And I still like Wade Barrett. And even though I couldn't hear a single thing he said, I got to see him. And that made me happy. Yeah, he came out with the white suit on <laughs> there. Um, yeah, he's a great commentator, too. I was, I'm a big fan of his. I think he's like the best one WWE has. Uh, Booker T is entertaining and, and crazy, but Wade is a great commentator in my opinion. Uh, so you know, very good stuff there. I'm sure the show was really commentated well, pretty much. Does he does he commentate? 
on another show for WWE? Yeah, yeah he's SmackDown's commentator now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's him and Corey Graves <laughs> on there. Uh, but yeah, Wade's good as a commentator. So uh, you know, shout out to Wade. Uh, seemed fired up. Everybody was there. Uh, they announced there was, and I'll mention it here too. There was a big no- donation drive because Clarksville was hit by the tornadoes, uh, like uh, in December. Uh, that did a lot of damage, uh, you know. And then you especially were like really close by to one of the tornadoes uh, there, you know. Like you, you were close by and uh thank god that everything turned out okay there but a lot of damage happened in clarksville so it was really cool uh, that nxt did and and took the donations for that uh and shouted out even on the tv version i saw where they put that up the number to call and everything to donate stuff so uh they they put over clarksville big here on nxt yeah i thought i thought that was really cool of them to do it was clarksville did get hit really hard like there was a lot of damage. It was it was really bad. And like you can't necessarily see it from like the main roads. But once you start going back there in the neighborhoods of the area that got hit, like it was just nothing. Like just nothing. Yeah, I was really worried that day. We were texting and stuff, um and, and, and trying to I just wanted to make sure you were okay on there. So yeah, uh, it, th- it yeah. touched down like a mile from where I was at when it came. And I, here's the thing. We didn't even know. We didn't even know that there was a tornado warning. Like, yeah. um, our aunt called, I think like a couple of minutes before, like we saw it outside, like literally. And then it was there like a couple of minutes after she called, it was here. And it was just, it was crazy. It was crazy. We are but- really yeah, absolutely. But I, I'm happy that they took donations for that as well. <laughs> I put that over a lot. Uh, but so Wade came out. We're ready for the show. <laughs> they played the video. They played the song. They played like a ton of times on the show, uh, the Dark Side song, which it was pretty good for like a pay-per-view theme song. Like they, We heard it a lot <laughs> during the show. They played it after every match pretty much. Uh, but it was it was all right. The Horizon, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that was the official Vengeance Day <laughs> theme song. Uh, lots of red. Shia didn't mind it with the uh, atmosphere and the aesthetics. I could have done without it, to be honest with you. But it, like I said, it made me feel like we were in the Nether Realm. And if you look at our pictures, we took a lot of them were like <laughs> very red <laughs> to say there. Uh, but so show started off with the finals of the Dusty Cup here, the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Uh, it was Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. And like you said, you were a fan through and through of Baron Corbin. I have to say one thing, and I'll get it out of the way now because it lasts the whole show. There was this really annoying fan <laughs> who oh was. My, oh my gosh. And yeah. I know you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I hated her. I mean, I didn't hate her, but like, I hated her. Oh, I was going to mention that. I'm glad you mentioned it because was just it was just ridiculous. She annoyed everybody. Like, it wasn't just you, Cheyenne. And at first, during the match, everybody was against Corbin anyway. He, there was like a few, like less than a handful of people who got real heel heat on this show, <laughs> like booze and stuff. Like there was really most people were here to chant and have catchphrases and all that stuff and have fun. There was a couple of people that got booed. He was one of them. Like a lot of the crowd was against Corbin. Um, I don't know why, because Corbin is great. 
but a lot of people did not seem to like him for some reason. And somebody behind us, some country guy, was saying like, "No, ah. no, it wasn't a guy. That was a woman." No, no, no. I'm talking about during the match. I'll, I'll get to her in, in a second. <laughs> there was a part in the match before, right before Braun threw a Barry Corbin over the top rope as an attack, like he threw Corbin into Trick and Mello. Uh, and then, but the guy behind us says, "Go ahead, attack Corbin now." And then, like literally a minute later, uh, Braun did it. And I turned around and said, "Hey, he heard you there," and he got a big pop from everybody. <laughs> so there was this girl who just again during the match, a lot of people were chanting "Fu Corbin," but she did it during every single match on the show. <laughs> like, uh, I know, and it, she did it. She did. It, she literally like she did it on and off throughout yeah, the. Through, through every match on the show, like the entire show, like you said, it wasn't like it was constant, but every match at some point she would start chanting this. And like, uh, I'm like, okay, look, everyone has the right to dislike who they dislike. Like, okay, fine. And during the carbon match, you know, okay, fine. But like, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Die Jack versus Gacy. Yeah. The women's match. The the triple the tag team like the whole show, she would chant it, and it's just it was just so annoying, and she would not stop, and she was so loud, and I just thought that it was really rude, you know what I mean? Like just totally, like not and of course you know what? Like this is the first show in Clarksville, yeah. So I really wanted to be like supportive and show you know, happy that they came to town. But like I said, everyone has their own opinions. But I thought it was also really rude to like all the other people that are watch the show. <laughs> and annoying, m- m- most of all. And I was what? just like, shut up. <laughs> like, what, what I wanted to say. We're all sharing a space. You know what I mean? Like, even if, like, clearly you don't respect Corbin, but at least respect the people around you who are trying to enjoy the show. Who are happen to listen to you chant this repeat <laughs> two and a half, three hours. And somebody said, again, it wasn't me, it was somebody around us, uh, at one one time during the show, somebody said, because for a while they were laughing at it, like, oh, this is random, she's still going Corbin, it's funny. After the 17th time straight, I think that's when some people probably got a little irritated. (laughs) And I heard somebody say, in the same vein as F.U. Corbin, they were like, kick this out. (laughs) And I heard him say it, and we all laughed at it secretly. But But he said it low enough that I don't think she heard it. Unfortunately, she definitely didn't stop. I heard someone say, shut up, lady. And (laughs) there was this group of guys like below us and towards to the left. And they were like, this stopped being funny, like two two matches. I I heard that. Yeah, I I think I heard them say that, too. Being funny two years ago. Even two years ago. man. This guy's going way back, whoever that was. I just like I couldn't like I was I got so irritated like I almost wanted to say something but I didn't but like uh, you're I, like not confrontational at all for me because uh, I've stepped into stuff before and and done stuff I mean but only when there's like a danger like this wasn't dangerous she was just very annoying but for you you're not a confrontational person you were saying you wanted to say something well I mean I just thought it's not worth it yeah she sounded like she would be uh <laughs> oh just god who would blow up and make a big deal out you know what i mean oh, but god. i just thought I, I just like every time i heard her open her mouth she's I like was, the ultimate karen pretty much 
I was like, oh my god, please stop. Like, I'm trying to watch Oba and Dragon League right <laughs> You know what I mean? And then, I don't know, did you hear what she said during the Oba and Dragon League match? She said something like, I don't know his name or something like that? No. No, that's what not what she said. What she said? She, uh, well, I, I can't say it. I'm not. Oh, you don't want to say. You don't want to say these words. You can't say anything. There's no rules on this show. If you want to say it, I'm not going to say what she said. But um, like when I think it was when he um, what did what you call like? Wait, let me give me a second. It's going to come to me. The octopus hole. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, the octopus stretch. Yeah. Yeah, the octopus stretch when uh, Dragon Lee had over, and the octopus stretch. Um. She started chanting something that was like vulgar, and I just I didn't like. Oh that. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah. I thought, are you seriously? Like, I almost thought, can we go back to Fu Carbon? <laughs> yes. She she was chanting to that she wanted someone to punch somebody else in the nether regions. <laughs> I thought she said twist. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, twist is dick. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that was where she started chanting. And I'm like, please shut up. Just please. The ultimate Karen. That's what, She was the true villain on this show more than any wrestler, I would say. No. Nope. Um, oh, well, that's true. You're right. We, we're going to get to that for you, especially. Um, there was a part here where somebody... <laughs> this is a rumor here. We're going to see what you think of this since you were here. So after the show, there's rumors online that they planted stuff in the show, like WWE put signs in the crowd and all of that stuff. Uh, and there was a group here. This is what makes me think these guys were the plants, if there was. Because a couple of times during the show, there'd be a chant of, we want Cody. And it never picked up whatsoever. <laughs> like, every time they tried to chant it, they would chant it for, like, a few times, but nobody would jump in on it. I don't know. I don't. I don't believe that. You you don't think that there were plants? No. And we did get somebody that called, or not somebody, but there were multiple people in the front row that chanted before the show a-hole section after they did the We Want Cody chants. Well, I just figured it was, you know... Some kind of in-joke. Some kind of a-hole who thought it would be <laughs> to call himself the a-hole section. Because what, what it was was they were up front by the ring. They had ring oh, yeah. So I assume that they someone brought the sign and called them the a-hole section because they were by the ring. That's what, to me, common sense led me to believe. Yeah. I mean, everyone uh, just jumped on it because, I mean, what are you going to do? You're, you have ringside seats. So. Yeah. But they did try the Cody chance, but it didn't work. <laughs> I will say something that definitely wasn't because I went back and actually watched a little bit of the show on Peacock to see how it came across. Mm-hmm. Um. One thing that wasn't fake was they booed The Rock and Ava. Like, whenever they showed The Rock on the screen, he got boos. Oh, yeah, everyone booed, booed yeah. him. Yeah, and, and Ava as well, his daughter. Um, so well, that mean, was I real. I don't know why they're booing horror. I mean, you said it. Like, huh? It's not nice. You know, it's not. You can't blame her for him his stuff. Right, well, right, and I just, I don't like, it's like you said, it's not about The Rock, right? It's about the timing of it. Yeah, I mean, Cody, I mean, Cody, yeah. 
Right, because I mean, everybody's wanted to see The Rock fight Roman, right? Like, everyone's wanted to see that. Everyone said, man, I wish I could see that match. But, like, not at the expense of Cody, who won the Royal Rumble, who earned his title match at WrestleMania. Like, that's some bullcrap. That's like it, some, that's some bullcrap. Many people would agree with you. On that shy. But all I'm saying is that th- you know that I'm telling the truth, though, that they tried to start the We Want Cody chance and it never picked up. Well, yeah, but I don't think they were plants, though. That's just a conspiracy theory. I can't prove it's true, but I, if it was true, it wouldn't surprise me if, if they did put a few people in to try to rile up some fan interest and stuff. But it, 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 but they might not be either. They might have just been idiots as well, because like we're at an NXT show. You, you would think that that probably wouldn't fly. Like if it was on SmackDown, it's one thing. But. Uh, we don't know, but for the most part, though, everybody was cool. I thought of that one lady, uh, like that Ke- the Karen of the, the show. Uh, the fans were pretty much all cool uh, to me. Um, so the match got started. The tag team match. What do you think of the match? Do you what do you remember of it? Uh, you know, again, this is a little different show. It's not going to be as in depth for the ring stuff as usual. We're just talking about our experience, really, guys. Uh, there, but uh, what do you think of the match, Cheyenne? I liked it first off because I liked both tag teams at at that time. <laughs> at the time of the show. And which I like I knew Corbin from before. I've always liked Corbin and I like Ron Breaker. So really I was kinda like happy. I was gonna be happy with whoever won. You know what I mean? But I was I was very happy that Corbin and, and Braun won. I was happy. They they had for a team that wasn't really a tag team, I thought they did pretty well together. Although when they came out the entrance, they came out on the motorcycles, yeah. right? Yeah. Baron Carmen had a cape on with like a hood, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. You could see it a lot better on the TV version because I was wondering, I was like, what's up with the the cape? <laughs> and this looked like something like if you guys out there are familiar with Dragon Age, this is basically what Morgan wore, like the, this hood cape thing. And he came out with it. I wouldn't even say that. It was like a plain, thin black cape with a hood, like it tied with the string or whatever. But it had the exact same color, though. It was like that like dark, purplish, blackish, reddish color. I just saw black. It was like a, it was weird. But you, you, didn't, you, you didn't like it. I just saw black. Well, no, I didn't like it. I just didn't understand the point of it. I thought he would have looked better if he just came out on the motorcycle sans cape. Like, I didn't and, understand what the cape was there for. Like, he has the motorcycle look. The cape did not match it. No. And the the thing they played on the screen was looked like some Darth Vader-looking thing on his video entrance. So I don't know what he was going for exactly with this. But it was all right. I mean, the double motorcycle entrance was something, at least. I don't like the booking of it, though, to put this first. Because then, like, later on, Out the Mud came out on a bicycle. And I mean, like, that's a downgrade. Like, if you the bicycles should come first and then the motorcycle. Was it a bicycle? I thought there was more motorcycles. No, it was. They were on bicycles, <laughs> like literally riding the, the bicycles out. Well, I mean, that was their choice. I, I'm, I'm OK with that, but I just wish that it had happened earlier. So because like once you've already done the motorcycles, it's like you're going backwards a little bit with the with the bicycles. Yeah, uh, but had trick had another match so obviously it makes sense to put his yeah yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. his match for so he has you know a recovery period between his last match well let's just leave the bicycles at home then out the mud on that one 
I'll have more to say about Hathamud <laughs> later. But you like the match. You like the teams. Uh, there was some sloppiness in this match, I noted. Uh, are, you talking about, are you talking about when um, Ron had that thing with the ropes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, I mean, that would look like, I'd give it up to him, man. <laughs> he blasted through it. Like, he did the, like, he botched the rope run and got his head caught between the ropes and, and above it. <laughs> but as soon as he, like, bounced off, there was, like, a slight pause for it. And everybody, like, Carmella was like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, uh, But Braun just powered through it, ran back to the other end, and then hit the clothesline afterwards. He didn't let it stop him too much, but it was definitely noticeable. No. Uh, and he I, would, and he, didn't he get on the top ropes, too? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did the d- big dive at the end. Um, the crowd was doing a lot of the, the barks for him, too, uh, even though he was teaming with Corbin. Like, they hated our Corbin, but <laughs> they gave uh, Braun the barking. I know it was. I thought it was funny because, at, like, you would hear people booing Corbin, and then also doing the 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 uh, the, the barking for Braun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I thought it was funny because it's like nobody knew like what to do because they had this one guy who they really liked and one guy who they hated, which I did not have that problem. But I thought it was hilarious watching people struggle who they should <laughs> support. I didn't like the entrance for Trick and Carmelo only because so they were, when they hit Trick's music, that was the smartest thing to do was to hit his music to start the show off because, like I said, they were already chanting his name before the show. Um, but they would do the whoop that trick for his entrance, but then they would like flip the music to Carmelo's music, which is a good song. Like, it's a good entrance song. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's just the way they did it, it doesn't fit. Like, they would because people would be chanting whoop that trick, but then obviously Carmelo's music would flip in. And then there we go for that. If it were me, I think I would have just gone straight for Carmelo's theme here and saved the big whoop that trick for his entrance, like the solo entrance. Uh, that way it saves it instead of kind of splitting it back and forth. But uh, Or at least do a better job flipping the music around, like, uh, you know, make it fit better because their songs don't really go together. They just had to go back and forth as a mix. The When they decided to uh, switch off to uh, Carmelo's music, it was like an odd... Yeah, and then everybody immediately stopped. Like, like, you know, right there, too. Yeah. Or like how how they did it with Corbin and Breakers, where they came out, Corbin had his song first, and then Breaker had his, and they just went from there. I mean, honestly, honestly, I say they should have done done, um, Carmella's music first, and then just ended with... uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's a fine idea, too. Because, I mean, then, like you said, they wouldn't be, there wouldn't have to be no, like, odd, awkward cut-off moment. Like, they could just ride it out to the end when the music cut off. Yeah, but uh, the match was all right. Uh, there was some sloppiness, like I said, just watching <laughs> with my analytical eye. Uh, so me and you might differ on some matches. <laughs> um, but it's got some good ratings on Cage Rush as well. It's got 7 out of 10 overall, so that's that's all right, I guess. Uh, I like Carmelo and Trick. I thought they were a good team <laughs> a lot. Uh, and you notice, too, <laughs> even from the crowd. Listen, Cheyenne tried to downplay it earlier, but she's got a watchful eye. She picked up on when Trick had the leg injury <laughs> at the start, when he kept up and, and twisted his knee a little bit there. I did. I did. And I had a feeling that was going to come into play <laughs> in the main event as well, which it did. <laughs> so we will talk about that as well. Uh, match was Okay. You know, for the star rate ratings experts out there, I'd probably say about two and three quarters uh, on there, maybe three. Uh, you know, oh, well, 
Carter's. Uh, ooh, you think you think I'm too hard? What would you give it then? What 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 is this like? Out of five? Out of ten? Yeah, it's out of it's not out of ten. It's out of five. Like three stars. What? No, you said two and three quarters. That's almost three. No, Fine, I'll, I'll bump it up to three for your sake, child. No, at at minimum, I would say it's like a three and a half. At minimum. Okay. Okay. Uh, I said this is why don't try and bully me on my own show right now. <laughs> what I want. I'm a guest. Like I said, you got your opinions. That's what it's all about, man. At, at no. a minimum, out of a five, I would say a 3.5. And they did get the cup, which the and cup I, was cool. Like, I'm like, and which, of course, I like Corbin and Braun. So, like, I really kind of want to say four. But, like, realistically, I would say it's probably, like, you know, skill wise and all that stuff like maybe a three 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 and a half out of five while it's true that we don't have the same last name i didn't know your real name was cheyenne Meltzer. with some of these star ratings inflations that you have now you want to give everyone five stars on this show and i did not even say five stars that didn't even come out of my mouth you are the Meltzer of the show now cheyenne I don't even know who that is. I said, <laughs> I said that I would want to give it a four because I really like Bronx and I really like Corbin and I really like Trick. And you know that other guy was there, but we'll I get really, to him. I would say it's at least a three point five. Don't okay. don't lowball it just because you don't like Corbin. It has nothing to do with Corbin. I just thought the match was a little sloppy. That's all. Uh, I know to do with Corbin. Listen, Shine, you're in agreement with the cage match inmates. Now, they have it 7.12. That's like a 3.5. Basically. A little higher than 3.5, actually. Well, majority wins. Sorry, I'm on an island <laughs> for this one. Um, the next match was... Oh, we have to mention, too. Uh, I think it's important to talk about. So, but... You know, they would take some time after the match stuff. This is when we started talking about the, um, like, when they were flipping the ring out and stuff, and your your shock of, of that happening. Uh, they ha- would play videos on stuff afterwards, which I think all the stuff they played also got shown on the Peacock version, too. So I'm not telling you all anything you don't know here, pretty much. I didn't like how they did the Roxanne Perez hype video. Like three matches before the actual women's title match here, because they went over Roxanne. She's never she's challenging for the belt. She never lost, and she's not the same girl she used to be. And we did this whole video for the women's title match, and then the next thing you see, Dijak could <laughs> come out. Uh, it's like why 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 couldn't we play the Dijak video <laughs> like for for this or the you know the like the feud here. We didn't see this, Cheyenne, but before the match on the Peacock version, they showed a video I saw where Dijak threw Joe Gacy off of, like, a roof before this, or, like, a huge trailer into a dumpster. Well, was, that, was that on, like, one of the episodes? Yeah, or? yeah. It was, like, on the last NXT episode before the show. Okay, then. So that led yeah, to... I don't know who yeah. any of these people were. Yeah, this is your first time seeing Dijak and Joe. <laughs> um... I noticed Gacy had a new video screen uh, because before this, 
uh, he had like a cult faction, pretty much. <laughs> and everybody wore the smiley face mask. Uh, mm-hmm. But they're all gone now. <laughs> like everybody in the faction has either been fired or Ava's the GM now. So on the screen, on his new video screen, they show the smiley face mask step up one after the other. But it's all him. Like the, like the mask comes off and it's like four of him or five of him on the screen. I thought it was like, okay, this is this is kind of a cool entrance for this guy. And I heard somebody behind us was like, uh, Gacy, he's sick, man. <laughs> he's crazy on here. Uh, Uh, but yeah, so that set up this match, the uh, no DQ match. And I noticed this tier too. So they started off with like two batons to fight each other, like a police baton and a nightstick type of deal. And at one point, Gacy pulled the table out and poured what we thought were Legos on there, or what I thought was Legos. We couldn't see what it actually was. <laughs> on the Peacock version, we saw that it was actually like Hot Wheels and Toy Soldiers that he put on the table. We couldn't see it from the crowd. Okay. Well, I mean, it was like, it looked like it was like a lot of colors. Like it yeah, looked, yeah I, they were. They were. They were all different colored, like Hot Wheel colored little cars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was, it looked painful to go through, man. Those things hurt when you step on them. I think the part, the part, this, the match, the crowd here wasn't really with this match. <laughs> to be honest with you, as much as the opener and <laughs> all the trick stuff. Uh, but they did some stuff to try and win the crowd over. I think the part that got the biggest pop <laughs> was when Gacy had the trash can on his head and launched himself <laughs> at Dijek uh, yep. as a weapon. That got, that got a good crowd reaction there. Well, and before that, he was in the um, Dijek kept on hitting him because he was in the trash can. And yeah. then he kept sitting up. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And remember, um, at one point, Gacy also um, put. Uh, oh yeah, the tape over his eyes, the blindfold. Yeah, that was that was. Well, I wasn't gonna say. I'm not gonna say that's funny because. Well, it, it was a comment because so he hit the feast your eyes while he was blindfolded, and then he couldn't make the pit. He was like looking at like, where did he go? Where did he go? And everybody laughed at that, and the crowd chanted. They said, "You can't see him." Yep. And then Gacy got in the corner and like upside down. Yeah, that took forever. <laughs> like that that spot. Like he was, that he was trying to get the uh Dijak was trying to get the tape off of his head. Yeah. And that's kind of impressive though, because he stayed on the top of his head for a long time. The blood had to rush to his head and all that stuff. I know, and he was smiling. It reminded me of Bray Wyatt. Well, and that's kind of his character. He's like this cult dark guy. <laughs> pretty much like kind of crazy dude like just like the fans were saying he's like this sick twisted guy <laughs> pretty much um but uh it was a, like they hit hard they did the, the spots with the table and all that stuff there was parts of it that dragged in my opinion uh like just like i said that part but also so, the crowd wasn't really into it they had to work hard to get them into it but i think they successfully did it uh this to me was a pretty good match i i go about three with this one out of five <laughs> like three stars I would agree with the three out of five. I like this a little better than the opener, actually. I thought they did the things they wanted, but it was about the same. Like, they were both kind of the same level to me. Like, they got I mean, overshadowed later, later on. Well, I mean, like, considering the lineup, I don't think they were really at, like, the top of the list. No, that's why the crowd wasn't feeling them that much <laughs> compared to some others. But on Cage Match, this actually has a little higher rating than the opener. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, 7.67. I I do, like, which I will agree that probably, like, the match between Dodgick and Gacy was probably better than the first match. But that had more heat to it. Like, you know, the crowd was more way more into the first one than that. Yeah. But like for a no DQ match, like like I said, given the lineup, they did a, they did a good job. If if they weren't like if it wasn't so stacked, you know what I mean? Like I would I would have given them a higher rating because it was they did put on a good match. Yeah, my, I thought they did good. In my humble, unknowledgeable opinion. Well, uh, like I said, I, I give it the you know a good pass. Like they did some cool stuff there, and, and the crowd got into it. Um, so then this is another thing. This is a show long thread that we had. Multiple times we would go backstage to chase you, <laughs> and so the the women of Chase You have somehow put this calendar together to sell. So the storyline with Chase is uh they're in debt. Like the college is in debt. And they're selling these calendars to get the, the this university out of debt. It's really dumb. <laughs> I, I hate Chase U. Uh, I'm glad they weren't on this show outside of the backstage stuff. But I was thinking, man, I was like, this is taking forever. Like, when we're doing these segments over and over, like, get to the point. I was not impressed with Chase U at all, I have to say. I mean, yeah, I didn't really see what it had to do with anything. anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other than it was, it was just filler, you know, in between the matches. That's it. That's really what it was. And they've done this storyline forever. It's been like three months here of this. Uh, so then they give this long video on Out the Mud and the family, which of all the matches had to be the, the least stakes match. Like, you know, it's a, a six, like a mixed tag six person match. No titles on the line. Not even that much of a grudge. It's just. Hey, like you don't run the streets, we run the streets. It was a basic feud, but they told like it was like a three minute video package. <laughs> like this was longer than the main events was I think on here. Yeah, it was, it was the whole storyline. I laughed when uh, <laughs> Out the Mud came out, and they have like the GTA entrance, right? <laughs> like the video screen. It's based heavily on Grand Theft Auto <laughs> and how they do that. And they show, like, um, everybody on the side, like, Jada Parker and Scripps, also known as Reggie, <laughs> um, are, like, trying to look like gangsters, pretty much. <laughs> like, they try to look hard on the one side. And then they showed, um, like, the other two. And then they show, like, Lucy and Price on the other side. He's, like, super smiling and happy, a super wholesome guy. Like, and all the other ones are trying to act like GTA, and he, he, you just see his side of the video, and he's like a very wholesome guy. Uh, one of the out the mud guys, Lucian Price, there. So I got to give it up to him there. Um, the family came out during the video. The the girl, uh, Adriana Lizzo, was like, <laughs> she was like, my mama taught me. They all. She was like, my mama always taught me. Fool me once. I break your face <laughs> there. Um, so this very over-the-top uh, mafia group <laughs> took on Out the Mud with scripts of all people here. The crowd chant started chanting at scripts that were taunting him. They were like, uh, 
they were calling him Reggie, which was his old gimmick, which you turned to me uh, and we're talking about how he used to be Carmella's uh, valet. Yeah, so yeah. You, you recognize Reggie here, so you, you, you have the inside scoop. Here. I, I didn't recognize Reggie. I was like, isn't that, isn't that the guy? Like, why are they calling him this new name? So, but there's one thing that we saw when we did watch the NXT shows to build up to the show. Cheyenne is not an out the mud fan. Well, no, here's the thing. I think like I think they have like they have the fame, they have the charisma. You know what I mean? Like they have the power. Like you can tell they're strong. They just need to work on their skill. Like I, I didn't really see them do much other than like basic things. I think they've definitely got the size. That's coming from me, the casual fan. And I'm like, you got to do something other than just like throwing people into the ropes and throwing punches. And I know here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like with the family, like clearly the family is like a comedic group. You know what I mean? They're the tag champions. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying it's for comedic relief. Right, right. Like it's not like a serious gimmick, you know. Are you I mean? telling me that 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 voice is not her real voice that she uses with this New York accent? Much, but but the family actually has like some skill, you know what I mean? Like I mean, yeah, they're the, right. Their whole thing's kind of a joke, but they really have skill. And then you have Out the Mud, and their whole thing is like serious. But they just don't have the skill yet. I, th- I mean, I think if they like if they practice and they, they work harder and they get better, like there'll be like a serious competition. But right now they just don't have it. Like they have everything to make like a great stable. Right. Except for the, the skill to back it up. They need to work on that. So. To me, out the mud is in the mud <laughs> right now. Well, but, I mean, you told me that they had like just got on NXT, right? Yeah, they're like they're they haven't even been in the system for like a year fully. Like these are super new guys. Wait, they, what do you mean in the system for a year? Like in the NXT, like training and all that stuff. But they just got on NXT. Uh, well, they've been, they've been around like for like a year, pretty much. On NXT. Yeah. So like they got out of development, right? De- yeah. de- developmental, and then they've been on NXT for a year. Yeah, the performance center. They usually call it development, which is a PC. Yeah. So they their first match. So okay, Bronco Nima and Lucian Price. Their first match on NXT was October two thousand twenty two. But that was a live show. So, okay, that's not even on TV. What was their first TV match here we have for NXT TV? Uh, okay, yeah, they had a match July 2023 was their first TV match there. Uh, I guess Axiom and Scripps. So they were like new guys, like not even six months ago. Okay, yeah, it's not like less than a year. So not even six months ago. Okay, I was about to say, if they've been doing this for a year already, my my hopes dwindled significantly. Well, they're new. Like, fact of the matter is, they're still new at the end of the day. They're like a football background guys, you know. Uh, 
I mean, like they have they have size, they have the strength. Yeah, so they came from football. Right, they have the charisma. You know what I mean? Like they just they just need to work on on their skill. They need they need moves. You know what I mean? They need some grapples or some some so they need something. They need something. They need real grips, is what you're saying. Right. They need they need like uh, a a signature move or a they just need some more skill instead of just like trying to throw people in the ring and body slam them and like they they need they got you got to do something. I still say I didn't like how uh, Out the Mud came out with the bicycles <laughs> after the motorcycles came out earlier, and on top of it, <laughs> the Tony D used Channing Lorenzo the same way Braun Breaker threw Baron Corbin over the rope. They did the exact same move as well in two different matches. So there was a lot to criticize about this match, uh, you could say. And you could see it. Even the inmates like Cage Match, they gave this some low ratings. The women, uh, Rizzo might be the newest one, like the 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 girl in uh, the family, so to speak, here. Um so they're still very new as well. Everybody's so new here that it's hard for me to think too much of anybody. Even the family are only like a couple of years into it. And they're not way, way into it, but they were better than out the mud for sure. Well, the women were pretty good in the match. Rizzo did do the dive mm-hmm. uh, from, from the top rope on the outside. Which was hilarious. Like this, like this, probably a hundred and thirty pound girl like took out three people with a dive, and, and one of them is like three hundred pounds. Uh, was very funny to, to me. Um, but I do like the Rizzo name, as any Cubs fans will know. Anthony Rizzo is a legend. So if we're doing Rizzo in, the, in these groups, I, I'm automatically predisposed to like her. Uh, but the match was not good. I thought this was the low light. I heard somebody say, even a hater, it was one of the guys, he said, this match is making me wish they bring Corbin back out. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I'd give this about a one star. What, a one? I said what I said. Why? This wasn't a good match, man. It was a decent match. Okay, well, what what would you give it then? I I will meet your one. Okay, let's see. I gave Dijak and Gacy a three, right? Oh, that was way better than this match. Well, that's what I'm saying. Just hold up a minute. I'll give it a 2.75. Okay, two and three quarters. That's not that far off from three. (laughs) But, okay, fine. Uh, Like I said, uh, on this side... I don't know. I just I wasn't impressed with this match. To say this. I like said out the mud has a long way to go, and the family are so goofy that I I don't know what to think of them. But well, they, they are they are goofy, but they also like they're decent wrestlers. They're just goofy. Okay, and they are all right. It, it feels like they this would have been better if it was just a tag title match. Like that, I think that should have been a, a thing too. Just put the titles on the line, have a tag match. You didn't need the the women involved. Well, I mean, but we already had two title matches. I'm, I'm but three. Uh, three. I'm just, yeah, three. Okay, they, I mean, they can't all be title matches. I guess so. Well, I mean, the first two matches weren't title matches. I mean, well, one was the tournament final, I guess. 
Um, but yeah, okay, well, we'll just have to disagree on this one as well. I didn't think it was a great match, is all I'm saying. I didn't uh, think, but I don't think it was a great match, but it was a decent match. What if I bumped it up to one and a half? I mean, I still think, I think it's at least a two. What if I went one and three quarters? You're not going to go to two. Okay, fine. I will take your 1.75. <laughs> okay. Um, so after this, we did see another video. This time with Kiana James and Izzy Dame. Um, they're just talking about like, hey, we're going for the women's title. Guess we got to go after Kalani Jordan. <laughs> no. Oh, don't forget. They kept on showing. A, uh... Crap. What is her name? Hold on. Hold on. You remember G- it. Gigi. Dolan? Oh, yeah. Gigi. Yeah. Gigi Dolan got like a ton of videos here. I don't know why. Uh, so Cheyenne is a fan of Gigi based on her sh- like her show before she started wrestling. Okay, first off, I I don't know if I'm a fan of her because I haven't really seen her wrestling, but I did watch the show. I did watch. Yes, yes. Uh, my 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 big fat American Gypsy wedding. I did watch that show. I I watched watched it a lot. There was there was my big fat American Gypsy wedding, and then there was my big fat Gypsy wedding, which was in the UK, and it had Gypsies and the Irish Travelers. It was two shows. Okay, okay. You're giving us big lore here for this gypsy uh, family of shows. Yes. And so you, but you know her and liked her from the show, at least, even if you haven't seen her wrestle that much. Yes. She was on one of the shows we watched. <laughs> like, she wrestled on that show. Yeah, she's okay. Yeah, yeah, but you're you're right. I, we should mention that, too, that Gigi got a ton of videos on, on here. I don't, I don't know what for, because she wasn't on the show at all. <laughs> but... Okay. I feel like from what I've seen from Gigi, like she has like good moments, like sports. Yeah. She's just not consistent, right? She's got really bright hair. Wow, you don't like her at all, do you? She did. Uh, she actually did better than I re- than I remember her being on the match we saw. Actually, to be honest with you, I was like, okay, she's at least improving <laughs> a bit here. Uh, so then we cut backstage again. This time it's Trick and Mello. And Trick's like a big point we have to mention too in the first match. The ending of the match was Braun about to spear Trick, but Mello pushed him out of the way, and so Mello took the spear and saved Trick pretty much. And Trick was like, "Man, why'd you take that bullet for me?" And Mello was like, "Man, we need you 100% for the main event. You got to get these titles. We we let it slip through our fingers for the tag tournament, but that's okay." You got to go do what you got to do now, man. And Trick was like, well, and the Mello was like, well, I know, I know you got to do it on your own. It's fine. But Trick was like, nah, not this time. I need my brother with me this time. And Mello was like, for real? And they were like, yeah, you know, Trick Mello gang and all this stuff. So a big storyline was how <laughs> Trick wanted to go his own way and not be Mello's sidekick. But now the first time in Clarksville, Tennessee, for Vengeance Day, Trick wanted Mello at ringside for the first time. We'll talk more about that after, after the main event. Mm, I guess so. Mm. So then we get a video for Lyra, where basically like, yeah, it's true you never lost the title, but I still need to beat you to prove I'm the real champ. 
uh, even though I beat Becky Lynch before. So early on, <laughs> they have a, a match here where they're trying to wrestle, <laughs> like technical stuff, right? Yeah. And then I heard somebody from the back, again, I think it was one of the guys behind us, somebody yelled out, uh, this ain't New Japan <laughs> on here. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, so he didn't want to see any of this like, good wrestling stuff. He's like, this ain't New Japan. And I was like, what the? <laughs> when he said that? I, I think it was, that, it was the guy who was with that lady. It might have been. Because uh, yeah. I mean, they were like, because I remember because they both had really strong country accents. The worst couple ever. <laughs> and because I remember being surprised that he knew what New Japan was. Yeah, this ain't New Japan. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so he said that. So he was not amused by this technical wrestling <laughs> that they showed here. But then Lola Vice ran out uh, with her contract. That she had. So. I'm so sick of these money in the bank gimmicks. Every show has a different one. It seems like. And none of them are any good. So I was not amused by this at all. But. I disagree. I disagree. But everybody disagreed. Because the crowd went crazy when this happened. Because I think. The the contracts for the for the title match, the money in the bank. It's classic. It's fun. And it's you know what I mean? It's up to the wrestler. They can cash in whenever they want. They can be as dirty as they want. It's fun. It's entertaining. I like it. I I here's the thing. I know why you don't like this because when Lola ran in and cashed in her contract, she screwed over Roxy. So yeah, the way that went was uh, Roxanne uh, had the co- the pop rocks. It was about to pin, and that's when Lola ran out. Um, but I mean, the crowd, the energy went way up when Lola came out. It it really did. Like the whole crowd went wild. Yeah, you know, Shia tried to be like acting like I was the first one that stood up in the whole arena when Roxy came out, but don't listen to her on that end. Uh, there, I'm telling the real facts right now. But I, I say you made me forget. Huh? I was gonna say something. You made me forget because you went on your tangent about Roxy. I'm sorry. Uh, but Lola came out, which was kind of dumb though. They also executed it stupidly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so why did she have an ex? Like there was already a referee in the ring. Why did she need an extra referee? I mean, isn't there, like, always an extra referee standing around? Well, she drug him out from backstage. Like, they ran down the ramp (laughs) with her. Well, because she wanted to make sure that she could cash in right away. I don't know. He was in the the wrong side at the wrong time. Uh, And uh, Tatum Paxley, they've done a storyline with Lyra where (laughs) on NXT where Tatum is, like, a stalker pretty much of, of Lyra. Like she uh, was Is that that other chick who's in the match? Yeah, yeah. She she's like she wishes she was Lyra. She lo- she's in love with Lyra. Whatever the the purpose of this all is. We don't know exactly. I thought she was with Lola cuz they didn't say her name. They didn't mention her. I didn't know who she was. No, she she wasn't with Lola at all. So she tried to stop Lola from cashing in. <laughs> she grabbed the contract, 
Lola pulled it back and then hit a freaking sweet reverse crescent kick to her, which was awesome. <laughs> uh, and uh, knocked her out for a little while. She would return later in the match. <laughs> but yeah, she's like, she was trying to protect Lyra <laughs> from this. Uh, so she comes in. The crowd's really hot now. Uh, like, this is the hottest they've been for a match the whole show, <laughs> pretty much. I thought Lola Vice was awesome, honestly. Like, when she came in, she was doing, like, uh, these kicks and stuff. She's a former uh, Bellator fighter, MMA person. So she was doing all these kicks and stuff. Uh, she did the hip shake into the hip attack into the ropes, which got a big pop, uh, too. Uh, she was doing, like, these wild, like, back-and-forth one-two-step kicks uh, to both people in the corner. They got a big reaction. Uh, she was doing technical wrestling with the submissions and all that stuff. Uh, Roxy stayed into it, though. She came out with Pop Rocks on Lyra and was about to win again for the second time. But then Paxley dove into the ring and attacked Roxanne to break up the pinfall illegally, I might add, uh, there. So she came in. Uh, Lyra got to be saved. She hit the Samoan driver on Lola Vice, which was they called uh, in the commentary the Night Wish, which is a pretty cool name for the move. <laughs> and a nice band as well, so it's a reference. Uh, so Lyra retained the title over Lola. What did you think of this match? I thought it was great. I mean, look, it was a great match. If it was, honestly, I mean, obviously it's like the, It'd be like the second best match of the night. Definitely for crowd reaction. Mm-hmm. Roxanne got one of the biggest pops of the show besides Trick. Like the whole crowd was behind her <laughs> during this match. It was, I mean, honestly, even like, because obviously Ilya and um, Trick got like the biggest crowd reactions. Yeah. But I would say honestly that like the match performance would be as good or maybe even better than the oh okay than the last match hot take this reminded me of when we were watching with mamma you busted out the ultimate hot take when you said you didn't like seth rollins and mamma was not happy with you saying that at all you say this like y'all weren't hating on him when he was the messiah okay well well that's Let's take it back for a second, because I am on your side. Like, as a wrestler, he could do some cool stuff, but as a character, I don't like him at all. Like, the laugh and the the coats and all that stuff. No, hold up a minute. How come, when we were watching it with Mammal, you took her side? I didn't take her side. I said he does some good stuff wrestling, but I'm not always in with the laugh and with the Messiah stuff sucked. That's literally (laughs) what I said. And she was like, oh, that's just his thing. Yeah, like we've always been down with Seth. I'm like, what? I, I didn't say that. I I did not say that at all. I'm being completely misrepresented right here. I what? I I did not like Seth at all. Like in terms of character, like the wrestling. Yes, he's athletic and can do cool stuff, but as a character, I've never liked him. Yeah, I'm just I'm not a Seth fan. I'm sorry. You rattled off all of his nicknames though, right there. Uh, because I, I, you left me in with Memo, but actually Memo was saying like, she was shocked when you said that. And I, and all I said about that was like, Oh, that's a hot take here because I know Memo's a big fan of Seth at the end of the day. But I did not defend Seth at all. I was saying that I hated his character a lot. And even as a, even as a wrestler, like there's others I like a lot better than him, to be honest with you, even on WWE. 
But I mean, you know what? Like, honestly, like it's all that perspective, really. Which, because I can, because like she didn't like him when he was the the Messiah, but like. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, she forgot about that part. Yeah, but she likes him now. But it's like a lot of people, and like, because I said this about Roman, right? Yeah. Like he's still the same guy who you were cheering for a couple of years ago when you wanted him to get the title. It's just now he you know he's like a heel. It's just perspective, but he's still the same guy, still the same wrestler. So yeah, his matches are worse as a heel, unfortunately, unfortunately than than they were before. That's because he always has the bloodline with him. But I yeah. mean, that, that's annoying. Like and you know and like I definitely think that he should have lost some of the matches that he uh fought in, but I still like him. Okay, you know? so you're still down with Roman too. Yeah, okay. I'm not saying he deserves to win. There's definitely been some times where he should have lost for sure, but like I still like him. It's the same person, just different perspective, different character, different storyline. But yeah, on this show though, the crowd really rode even in the beginning. When they had the title announcement, the title match announcement, they actually booed Lyra a little bit. No, everyone, Roxy, Roxy, Roxanne Perez was definitely the fan favorite um, yeah. at the school. Like, they cla- the crowd definitely, like, pumped her up. They were really excited to see her. And like I said, it was a really good match. Like, honestly, like I said, the last match had a lot more hype. Like, a lot more people were a lot more pumped up for it. But performance-wise, I would say the women's title match was as good, at least as good, if not better. I just don't know how to grade it because it feels like two different matches almost, you know? Like a cage match, it's listed as a, just a triple threat, but the first half of the match, and most of the match was the singles stuff on there. And it was like two two different ones almost, too, because like when Lola came out, the energy changed. Like the crowd reacted big to that. I'm, I'm going to look. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to grade. I'm going to say it is a 4.75. Whoa. Match of the year level here. Like, the, you know, we have to we have to compare notes on the main event after this. See where see what comes out ahead here. But you said it. You said that this was like as good as the main event, maybe even a little better. Yeah. OK. OK. I, I, I think that the booking was I, I don't like the money in the bank stuff, like the cash in stuff. But being here live, there's no denying that it's successful. Like, you know. It's funny, too, because right before she came out, I think it was it was before that match. And I think like it was during, you know, the period between the matches or whatever after the tag team match. Yeah. I was thinking I thought to myself, I wonder if they're going to have someone show up unexpectedly. And then she showed up. Yeah, yeah. Then, then Lola came out there, <laughs> like great moment for the fans. I'm just not personally a fan of it, but there's no denying it. Like the energy level went like tripled, <laughs> like when Lola came out, uh, and it was not. <laughs> it, it made that one guy happy. He was like, "Well, this ain't new, this ain't no new Japan here." <laughs> like he probably had the biggest pop overall. But yeah, a definitely successful match for the crowd. That was like the, one of the hottest moments of the <laughs> the match. So. Then we go to the chase you again. And so Riley Osborne goes up to Thea Hale, the girl there. And he's all like, man, Thea, would you be my Valentine? And Thea is like super hyped. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then JC Jane is like, you want to be with him? Pointless. Uh, 
I'm not going to lie. I don't know the names of any of the Cheshire people. They're all bad. They're just, to me, they're just the Cheshire people. I don't That's know. I don't know who any of them are at all. Accurate. Good stuff. There. Like, like you're showing that you're smart enough to not know. I mean, we pray, we praise you for that. Chime. Um, then we get this weird, like video that comes out where there it's all like words. And it's like, uh, every man has three faces. The one, the world sees the one, his family sees and the real one that no one sees. And so a lot of people are speculating that this is the Rainmaker, Okada. Really? Yeah. So the reason behind that is, is he is a free agent. And he's hotly debated where will he sign, either WWE or AEW. And this is apparently a Japanese proverb like that just like written out in English here on this video. So it's for sure that he's coming to America. Yeah, yeah, he 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 left it New Japan, but we just don't know if it's AEW or WWE. Ooh, and a lot of people are speculating this could be a, his vignette. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I like Rainmaker. I like Wakata. The guy next to me said he thinks it'll be MJF, which was even dumber than, than Okada, but very funny if that happened. Um, I want to see him fight Shinsuke. His old buddy from New Japan. I know. That'll be a good match. We talked about this on the Eastern Lariat, and AEW, man, they're such a interesting company, to say the least. Um, there's positives and negatives to both of them. He has the same agent as Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay and the Young Bucks and all these guys that are in AEW. And he might have a personal relationship because a lot of those guys were in New Japan. Yeah. But I basically said, you if you want him here, you you know give him the WrestleMania moment, you know overall, because uh, WrestleMania will always mean something to wrestlers. Uh, and if you give him a huge entrance, like <laughs> the production values, he'll look like a megastar. You know, I don't know if he would go to NXT though. Like if he came to WWE, they're putting him on Raw. I think. <laughs> Uh, it's probably more likely one of these guys they have in the background. They're just giving him a new spooky gimmick <laughs> to feud with Joe Gacy or something. I don't think it'll be Okada. Not for this. I think if he w- went to WWE, it would be on Raw or SmackDown. I, I, I completely agree. They're going to put him on, on like one of the main rosters. They're not going to put him on NXT. Yeah, he's going to be facing Gunther for the IC title at WrestleMania, not the NXT. <laughs> they're going to pay him a lot of money. They're going to want him on a popular platform where everyone can see him. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So to see where he goes. Because, I mean, it's like you said, he has a lot. He knows a lot of people over in um, AEW. Hey. There's a few people on um, on WWE, too. I have been there, yeah, that's true. You got Bronson Reed, you got Nakamura there, Finn, uh, all were Japan guys. Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, if you're going based on that, it's a 50-50 chance. If I would Abushi. That's I was about to bring him up. <laughs> I was literally about to be there. If he goes to AEW, will you watch Okada's match? Yes. Because you did watch Ibushi's match in AEW. That's the only AEW match you've ever seen. Is it the only one I've ever seen? 
Yeah, right? Have you seen more that you didn't tell me about? Hold on. I wanted you to watch the whole show, but you didn't. You tuned in when he came out. No, I was trying to think if I've seen any before that, but I don't think I have. I think that really is the yeah. only... <laughs> Um, you're trying to you're trying to call me out for lying, but I'm telling the truth over and over, Australia. I realized too you said it that that was actually literally the only AW match I've ever seen ever. And it I really didn't, I didn't think about it till you specifically pointed it out, but that is the only his match is. They should have gave him more screen time too. Right, Okada will get screen time if he goes to AEW. Well, oh yeah, he will. But what about Kota Ibushi? He got injured in a match in Japan, and he's doing like push-ups on his head to to recover. Why won't Why won't someone sign him? He is signed to AEW. Oh, he is. I thought he was yeah. just. A, I thought he was a free agent. Nah, nah. AEW signed him. He's a free agent in Japan, but in America, he signed to AEW. He just specifically asked that, like. Can I still live in Japan? Y'all just call me when you need me, and I'll I'll be here. And they were like, "Sure." Yeah, exactly. Tony Khan was like, "Yeah, <laughs> like, okay." But right now he's injured. Yeah, yeah, he, he's hurt right now. Well, that sucks. When I he comes want... back, I'll let you know, though. I was gonna say, why didn't you tell me that he signed to AEW? I did. I wanted you to come on the show after you watched his match. For the record. Yeah, but that was just a guest appearance. You didn't tell me he was signed. You said he was coming on as a guest appearance. Oh, well, he was kind of a guest for that show. Maybe they didn't even announce it until after that match, but they did announce it uh, that he signed AEW. Well, then I'm going to have to start watching AEW. When he comes back, you are, I will let you know for sure. Yes, I will watch. So then we got the semi-main event, the North American title match. <laughs> Dragon Lee challenging Obafemi. So the crowd here, Oba was one of the like most over people like on the show. Outside of uh, Trick and Roxy, I think he might have been number three in terms of like crowd support. I agree with that. The, like he definitely went over with the crowd, and honestly, I was surprised. Like I expected most people to be uh, supporting Dragon Leap. They weren't. They were going for Oba. And I was really surprised. I didn't expect that. Because, I mean, I know you and I were both from Dragon Lee. This is why I try not to associate with people who don't like Dragon Lee. <laughs> and we saw a lot of that here. Like I, what, even you were shocked that, like, everyone was uh, for Oba. Like, he I remember, literally showed up, like, his first match was, like, a month ago. And you're already I, picking him over Dragon Lee? I know, like, even you were surprised. No, I was, and he's got something. Okay, I'm not hating on Oba. The guy in front of us, like, like a row or two down from us, he had a sign that said, Rise of the Oba Feminist (laughs) on there, which was very funny, in my opinion. I I mean, clearly he's got, like, the size and the power, right? Like... He's got something, but he's like super new and super green. He like, yeah, he's done power stuff, but there's and, like, he's just he's, new. He's he's charismatic. You know what I mean? Like I can see why the people like him, but I mean it's like you said, like he's 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 really new. 
But, so he, yeah, he hit like a the Irish curse, like the Uranagi into the backbreaker, and he held him there, and the crowd started chanting one more time, and I was like, man, y'all, y'all doing my boy Dragon Lee wrong right now. Remember, remember when he did that move and Dragon Lee landed on the side of the ring on his chin? Oh yeah, like, that made I, you gasp. You like went back into your in your chair when he did that. Did. I just like I had like a phantom pain for Dragon Lee. <laughs> like I could like I saw it and I could feel how much it hurt. I Bad. like you know that hurt. I mean it's like you said, that's the hardest part of the ring is is the, the, the Yeah. And he just like like slammed him down like he and he landed on like his chin on his head, like on and it's just like, you know it hurts. Like, you could tell that it hurts so bad. I was super annoyed because I heard these guys, like, uh, going on about the table uh, during this match. Because they, they took the top of the table off. But Schrodinger's table, for once, didn't actually break. Because uh, he had him and he threw him past the table into the chair and the the, the guardrail, which is ten times more painful than the table. One of the I, worst chants is the we want tables chance, and I have I was having none of this when people were talking about the tables. Yeah, you you had the same complaint during the no DQ match with Dijak and Gacy. You yeah, like forget the tables. You got so irritated when people said we want tables. I'm extremely anti table here. Uh, the weakest weapon that you could have. But but uh, it's it's good impact and right and it's it's. It's not as harmful as the other one. So isn't that a good thing? Maybe. How much violence do you want? Do you want these people to hurt? I, I'm just trying to, to look out for the integrity of this business, Cheyenne. I mean, everyone like, I mean, it's, it's maybe not the most painful weapon, right? But it's it's showful, right? Like you see the table break, you see them go through the table. Like it, it's it's visually appealing. Seems like something Bret Hart would say. Like you're not supposed to get hurt during wrestling, so if it looks devastating, it doesn't it doesn't hurt. It's actually good. Well, I mean, you don't want them to get injured. If they get injured, you can't see them wrestle, and they're people. Okay, fine. What what um, Dragon got a few hope spots, but guy, you like that guy when Dijak and Gacy were wrestling? He's like, bring out the chains. It's like bring out the thumbtacks. Yeah, I'm, I'm like no. I think I'm, that was the a hole section that chanted that first, and then somebody behind was like, "Good God, thumbtacks! <laughs> like, what do you people want?" I know, I, I yeah. remember. Yeah. <laughs> but. Still, though, I, I was hoping for a better reaction for Dragon. I, th- I thought he deserved it, but the crowd was all behind Oba here, and uh, he got the win. What'd you think of the match? Dragon Lee, like, he didn't just give it to him, though. Like, he worked hard, especially, like, when you put him he that, did. that octopus stretch. You love the octopus <laughs> stretch. Well, I mean, well, I'm just, well, no, I brought it up last time because of that rude lady behind us. And yeah, forget she, her. But, like, I mean, that's, like, a lot of skill. And that's not just like, and that's, you know, being smart because Dragon Lee's a lot smaller than Oba. So he, like, was really having to, like, use his head and strategize on how he can beat him. 
because he knew you can't beat him like strength for strength, right? Yeah. So, well, okay, what would you write? You go first this time. What would you write him? I thought it took a little bit to get going, honestly. I'd say about a three feels right. You're going to go with the three? Maybe two and three quarters, but I'll be nice because you, you think I go low on everything. So I'll say three right away and see, see if I can escape your wrath on this one. Dude, you, you've been lowballing. I will agree. I will give it a three as well. Okay. I, I will give it a uh, which is what I gave the die jack and the Gacy match. Yeah. So, so far at this point, the women's match is by far the match of the night. Yes, at a 4.75. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah, four and three quarters there. Like on the edge of a five star rating here. Could we see it the first time ever? And then, well, you, you know we will. You know what's next. What's next first is Chase U <laughs> again, because we cannot go without Lexus King coming in. We, we really can. We literally do not have to talk about this. <laughs> so, Lexus King, he was like hitting on Thea, was like, oh, like nice calendar, babe. And. Then Riley Osborne was like, what are you doing, man? Cut it out. And Lexi King was like, you need a real man, not this geek. And then, of course, they brawl <laughs> afterwards. And they're like, no, don't do it. <laughs> um, so then we got an interview with Ava, and this is where the crowd started to boo her again. Not necessarily because of her, but I'm pretty sure it's because of The Rock <laughs> that they, they started to boo her there. Uh. They did a quick segment with Blade and Anofe, who had a really good match in the tag tournament, by the way, against Trick and Mello, I think. Uh, maybe that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so th- they're going in there, and they're going on. This girl, who I still don't know the name of, actually, <laughs> was there. And they're talking about how, like, we got all positives in our future. <laughs> then Axiom and Nathan Frazier come in, and Fraser's like, what are you guys talking about? This is really lame. And Axiom's like, and, it, and he said something like, you got to deliver the hard truths. And then Axiom was like, no, you don't. <laughs> Axiom was like, totally not buying into his partner's uh, <laughs> nonsense here. <laughs> the girl says, like, hypothetical questions gives us hypothetical answers. <laughs> so let's find two teams with one winner. She smiles and acts perfe- perky and then does a cartwheel. And they look, they all look confused <laughs> at this Finally, we get the recap video of Shrick and Ilya. Everything going along with him and Carmelo and all the story that led up to this. <laughs> they play the video. And this is it. Trick Williams versus Ilya Dragunov for the NXT world title. So one thing I want to point out here. During this, like, the crowd went crazy with the Whoop That Tricks because we got the full entrance this time <laughs> instead of get, getting cut off with Carmelo. <laughs> if you, I don't know if you heard me, Shy, when I was doing this. I I, I, <laughs> I was doing all of Booker T's ad-libs. I don't know if you noticed, but, like, right there at the end, that guy behind you started joining in. Yeah. I heard it. But okay, so his version, he tried to do it again, but he did it worse than I did because he was just going, uh-uh. He just did uh over and over, but I did the full gamut. I did, I did the uh, that's trick. I did the I like it. 
and oh yeah, man, I was doing it all. Like I went through the full Booker T ads, which I told you I was gonna do the night before the show. You did. You did tell me that. And you're not as familiar, like because you didn't watch NXT that much. You haven't been aware as much of a meme as this Booker T ad libs have come. But I heard from another uh, review shout out of what's next on post wrestling. They mentioned that pe- they they heard people doing the ad libs. So I may have come across somehow like uh, on there onto the screen or maybe a lot of other people were doing it, too, just just to have fun and goof around, which I approve of as well, of course. But yeah, I did it first, and somebody tried to jump in, but he didn't know all of them. He just knew that I was going crazy doing Booker T stuff and just wanted to join in. <laughs> and that was my highlight. I I I, I, gra- I was greatly amused at myself <laughs> for that. Uh, if you look on the screen during the main event, <laughs> so this is when uh, there was a family next to us, and they asked us to scoot over to one of the empty seats. <laughs> so I think you said like a kid wanted to see, right? Or, or the mom wanted to see for one of the kids. Yeah, she, she had like a like her young child, like maybe yeah, like a, cute, but not like much older than a baby. Yeah, yeah, like in between, like very early toddler level at most. She asked us if we could scoot down so she could sit the kid down in a seat. Yeah, I wish she had asked beforehand if it was a problem. Like you know, we would have gladly scooted down, uh, which we did for the match here. Uh, and that's when the guy next to us when we moved down. I asked him, I was like, yeah, you enjoying the show? And he's like, I'm here for trick. <laughs> all right, like, I forget what he said. He's like, I'm here for whoop that trick or, or whatever. Uh, and I was like, all right, let's go. So that's what I started doing the ad libs. But uh, I, I would love it if, if that caught on. That was awesome. Uh, and you could see, because when we moved over, we if you look, at, if you know where to look, I do get some camera time. I've looked it up. I spotted myself in the crowd multiple times. <laughs> Even during the main thing WWE posted on their Twitter of Carmelo sitting over Trick after he attacked him. Uh, you could see us both in the background, and we're going to talk about that after after the match here. But the match to me was like by far the best match on the show, the, the main event. Um, first of all, we got to give it up to these guys. We got some blood in this match here. Uh, we noticed here. Trick had already, I think the busted mouth had happened in the first match. Yeah. Uh, for, yeah. So he came in. And there was a part where he was on the outside uh, and the match like Ilya was in the ring and Carmelo was checking on him. I didn't know if somebody was hurt or what, uh, but then they showed the doctors running around as well. Well, but, I, I noticed something was wrong because I noticed that they, they turned the screen off. That's right. Yeah, that's right. They cut the screen off because I think there was blood, but they ended up like he they didn't. It's not like they. They did it, and he wasn't bleeding anymore. He was still bleeding when the, when the match continued. And then yeah. Ilya got busted open as well. So we got double blood in Clarksville for the first ever WWE show here, which I was really surprised by that now, they didn't do it. They were doing the, the count out. And yeah. wasn't Carmelo trying to get, tell him like it was okay or something? Yeah, he was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This might have came across better on the TV version than where we were at, because we were on the hard camera side. Um but well, I mean, this, this it was fantastic. Yeah, this match ruled like I like I like these two worked so hard to trick trick himself is gr- like a new guy, relatively speaking, <laughs> like Ilya's been at this for a long time, like a decade or whatever. <laughs> and trick has been around for like, yeah, he's been around for a couple of years. <laughs> but in reality, he's really only started like seriously wrestling maybe six months ago. 
<laughs> and look where he's at. He's really good. Like he's you can tell he just he's he's really good. And like the crowd, the crowd was amazing. Like the whole time. Oh was, the, yeah. The whole time it was whoop that trick. Whoop that trick. Oh, Ilya like, got big boos here, which I was surprised by because like he's normally like a fan favorite. Everybody respects him and likes him, but not in Clarksville because I and I don't even think it was I don't think it was because of him. Kind of like earlier with Lyra, because it's funny because both these matches here were babyface matches. Like both guys were good, like uh, Lyra and Roxanne and Trick and Ilya. But in Clarksville, Ilya was the bad guy because they booed him. He got a ton of heat and whoop that trick was going crazy. Man, it was so it was so insane. It was so hyped up. The crowd was so hyped. And Ilya and Trick put on a great match. Like it was a five star match. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it, it was a five star match. You going full Meltzer right now, five star? Are you gonna tell me it wasn't? Okay, so the atmosphere was amazing. Like I will give them that. And the match was awesome. <laughs> um and I loved like the blood was cool. Like they and, worked their butt off. And here you go, you're gonna lowball it. I'm not gonna give it five stars. <laughs> no. I mean uh, but to be fair though, if you look at the cage match, this has a nine point one nine rating, which is really high. <laughs> like that's one of the best WWE matches all year in terms of ratings. And I agree with that. But to me, everybody knows if you've ever listened to my shows, I am a hard grader. I admit that. Yeah, no kidding. I, I do it for all wrestling. I've got, I've taken the bump, Shine. You know, Shine. I've been in the ring. I have the trained eye. I have the mystical vision. I am a jerk. Deep down. <laughs> deep down. Uh, but no, like, in all honesty, though. You know all the, the moves and the the stuff and the whatchamacallits. And then you're, you're a critical yeah, uh, I'm an I'm an analytical. I like to think. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. But this was still awesome, though. Like just because I don't give it five, like okay. So the way my star rating system works, if I give it three and a half or a seven out of ten on cage match, that to me is a recommendation. That means like this is a good match. You should take time out of your day to watch it. Okay. If, if I give a four star rating or eight out of ten then that is, like, a great match. Like, highly recommended, on my point. Like, guaranteed you'll like it, <laughs> pretty much. Okay. Four and a half is, like, or a nine. <laughs> that level is, like, for surefire match of the year level match. <laughs> like, it will be in my top ten at the end of the year. And ten is, like, one of the greatest matches I've ever seen in my life. Which is very hard to get. I, I, I don't give out five-star ratings very often. Right. But the way they did this was I love the blood. And I and so here's the thing. There's a certain point in this match where Ilya goes to the middle rope and hits the H-bomb like the elbow to the face from the middle rope. Yeah. That that flipped everything because like they they were super hot for the whole match. But when that happened, the crowd went insane. And they came through like once that happened, the whole vibe changed <laughs> like they were ready for a trick to win the title then, I think. And if he had won, I think I would have been like on another level, like, OK, this is an amazing piece of business, like match of the year level. 
<laughs> but and he came so close so many times like oh the crowd was with it after the ace bomb kick out from the rope like go back and watch the show <laughs> like the crowd was just different than they'd been at any point during the show beforehand <laughs> like if he had won the title i think they would like people would have rushed the ring or something <laughs> like that because they were so hyped for it overall but they came in and i love the finish if you just again as an analytical fan I loved how they set up the ending to the match because they had gone back and forth at it. Uh, they did some shenanigans with Carmelo, which I didn't really like that much in the match, but they came across really well on the TV version that I, that I watched afterwards uh, because when he kicks out of the middle rope H bomb, Carmelo's on the outside looking disappointed the whole time when Ilya's going up top and the announcers are like, he knows he can't watch his brother, like lose this match and he knows it's all going to end with this H bomb. So he hits him with it. And when trick kicks, kicks out the whole crowd's going crazy. Like the loudest pop of the whole night, whoop that trick, blah, blah, blah. And they cut to Carmelo and he's like smiling, like, yeah, he's back, baby. He did it. Uh, there was a part two where Carmelo took a swing at Ilya and Ilya ducked it. And then, uh, shoved Carmelo into tricks leg, which they kept going back to the part of the match. And when he was about to hit the trick knee, his knee gave out, gave out and Ilya immediately turned it into a powerbomb. <laughs> so they played off of all the stuff earlier. They had the stuff with Carmelo. I think that a little dragged a little bit. But the finishing stretch was they had done through all this stuff, this war of a match. And on one corner, Trick like crawled up to the middle rope and tapped his knee like, will you hold up for me, baby, one more time? And Ilya was doing his Torpedo Moscow deal to the crowd. Nobody was chanting for the Torpedo Moscow. Like in other matches, everybody goes for it. But at this show, it was whoop that trick the whole time. So he was doing his thing. They were on opposite corners. They ran at each other like a joust, like running at each other full throttle. One guy went for the knee. The other guy went for the Torpedo Moscow, the headbutt. And Ilya just hit him with the headbutt like over the knee and got the pinfall for the win. I thought it was executed great. The moment was amazing. And when he won, it was like hot air coming out of a balloon. You know, like air got popped out of the balloon. It was like such a flat, like disappointing ending because we everybody wanted Trick to win so much. I know. It was like the whole the whole arena was like a giant gasp of air. Yeah. Like everyone was shocked. It was it was amazing. It was it was devastating. It was so sad. And both men bled, laid it all on the line. And like, we wanted him to win so bad. Everyone wanted him to win so bad. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like this was a different level than anything else on the show in terms of crowd reactions. Uh, I give it four and a quarter here, which is. A, I four and a quarter. I'm taking my my fan hat off here because the the vibe was what made it so special for us because we were there in the arena. I've tried to to watch it just as it is. I don't care. I'm going for the vibe. I say five <laughs> stars. I don't Hell yeah, you should. I don't care about none of that other stuff. It was a five star match. I enjoyed it. It was a great match. It was fun. They worked hard. It was a long match. And it, the moment was incredible. Like if he had won. I probably would have thrown everything out and be like, this is a match of the year. Forget it. Like, forget it. It's five stars. Like that's how high the, the, the vibe was for it. But well, he I'm, lost. I'm get wait. What did you give? 
I gave I gave the women's title match a four point seven five. What did you give that? I refuse to rate that because I don't think it's it's fair to rate two matches in one. But I will say it worked great for the audience. Uh, some like it, it, the second half of the match was a lot better than the first, in my opinion. Like when the, once the Lola Vice got in, I thought that made the match a lot better. You probably just don't want to give Roxy a low rating. No, it has nothing to do with Roxy. Like she's fine. Uh, like uh, you know, like she she wrestled all right. Uh, like I said, if anything, the first part of the match again, when it was just her and Lyra, was worse than when Lyra came in, in my opinion. Like I don't think they wrestled that great. I I admire them for trying to do a technical match. I just don't think it came across that well. That, the beginning of the match was when they were doing the grappling. Yeah. Yeah. It but just wasn't that great in my in my uh, opinion. Last match, the last match, Ilya versus Trick. That match ruled. Like that was a great match. Highly recommended. Everybody should like immediately if you haven't seen it, check it out. Not even not even that match. Like the whole show, like NXT Vengeance. Like if you got Peacock, if you like wrestling, you should watch. It was a great it was a great show. Like beginning to end, you should watch it. If you like you bring might, me the You might even see Dylan. You might even see him in there. Especially the main event angle, I did get some camera time. <laughs> like if you know where to look. Like I was wearing a Grizzlies jersey and I had my chain on. Uh, so you like if you spot me, you could see me. like you know I get some camera time for sure. To um, him in the pink hat. That yeah, was... yeah, the the beanie. Yeah. And uh, now, now it's time for the end. Let me ask you this, Shad. What about if you're a fan of Bring Me the Horizon? I mean, doesn't everybody like Bring Me the Horizon? Well, you heard them a lot on this show. They played it a million times. As I said, their song. Well, yeah. a... It was the same song for the pay per view. It was. It was good. Like, I mean, hey, I'm I'm with you, Sean. You see, you're wanting to argue with me when I agree with you. I'm not trying to argue with me. It's like you're trying to set me up for an argument. No, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I mean, it was a good song. It's Bring Me the Horizon. You know, a lot of people know the band. Young well, and yeah, yeah, they've been uh, around forever. Yeah, and like they usually WWE usually picks like rock songs from well-known rock bands for right. their for their theme songs. So oh. after after putting it off, oh, so, so this ends. Ilya goes to the top of the stage. He's wave raising the uh, the title above his head, and it's a triumphant win for Ilya. Carmelo's in the. And I would like to point out, though, I would like to point out that after after the match ended between Ilya and Trick, after Trick lost, like a lot of some people started to go ahead and leave. I saw that, too. Yeah, big mistake on on their part. I know. They were like, we're done. It's over. We don't want to. We're gone. Well, it was such a bummer that Trick lost. So, yeah. Uh, But they should have stuck around because (laughs) so Trick or Ilya's at the top of the ramp posing with the title. Carmelo's in the ring with Trick, <laughs> and he's like, uh, and you can hear, like, we didn't hear what he was saying on the TV version. You hear it. And he's like, like, you, you were so close, man. You were so close. Like, Doug, you'll always be my brother. Like, we'll always be in this together. We'll always be here. It's all good. Like, don't worry. You'll get him. <laughs> so he's being like a true friend. I remember he, <laughs> like, uh, I was thinking, wow, they got Carmelo being a, a true friend here, <laughs> like here at the end. And so. Everything's good. 
And this totally comes across on the Peacock version, if you watch it. So there's a, a brief moment where, like, Trick starts to leave the ring. He starts to walk out, and then Carmelo circles behind him. And in that moment, Trick stops, and you hear the crowd gasp, like, oh, no. Like, you know, like they realize what's about to happen. Like, it happens, like, two seconds before he actually does it. The crowd catches on that, like, he's about to turn on him. And they're like, no. And so then Trick turns around. Boom, Carmelo hits him with the chop block on the knee. Uh, the, he grows outside and grabs the chair. He blasts his leg over and over. Uh, and the crowd was pissed. <laughs> this, like, like, this got by far... Like I said earlier, this crowd wasn't really here to boo anybody for the most part. They were here to chant along and whoop that trick. They just wanted to see Trick win the title, like really for the most part. Uh, but they got into the excitement and the whirlwind drama of the women's match. But they went on. They booed this man out of the building. Uh, they were chanting, Carmelo sucks. He sat down on him and talked trash to him, laid the shirt down, the, the Trick Mellow gang. And Shy, I looked at Cheyenne when this happened. And if you had stood up, you would have 1,000% gotten on camera, like a, a, a zoomed-in camera shot to your reaction. Because your hands were over your mouth. You had, you were shocked at this. I was shocked. I was aghast. I can't believe he did that to him. I mean, he'd have been acting shady, like, on the, the episode that we watched. I'm like, he's acting kind of shady. But yeah, you like, kind of already got that vibe when they were in the tag tournament, yeah. Yeah, but, like, to see him do it, I was like, oh, I couldn't believe it. It was so shocking. Like, I was just, like, it was just, it was a lot. Like, it was unexpected. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Your emotions were at a, a really big moment there. It was. It was like it really played with my emotions. Here's, like the, you're gone. Here, here's one of the things though. So where we were sitting, right? Like when he was um, because we, because you know the camera was the opposite direction of us, right? Yeah. This was facing us where we were sitting. So I was watching him hit trick with the chair, right? Yeah. But from where we were sitting, I'm pretty sure I saw him just hitting the mat in between his legs. No. That's yeah. ridiculous, child. I know. And I'm like, you couldn't you could have did that better. The first couple of times he if if you're gonna be now you're sounding like me <laughs> analyzing things like that. But well, I'm, I'm like I mean it was still shocking because he turned on him, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But like it was where we were standing. It was pretty clear that he wasn't actually hitting his leg. I think like the last time he actually hit his leg. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like the first three or four shots was like straight up missed, like all on the mat. Like yeah. no, no contact whatsoever, but he started to hit him for real. Like the last two or three times, I think he started. Well, like with the cameras being on the other side, like it would look like on the cameras that he was hitting his leg. <laughs> yeah. On TV, like it probably looked a lot better, but yeah. like, Last time, the last, like the very last time he swung the chair, he actually hit his leg. But I couldn't believe he did that. Yeah, I couldn't believe he did that. It was, it was a lot for me to take in. Like, I leg was, legit, oh. the whole time, like this angle was going on, this entire beating, 
her hands were over her mouth and her her head like, oh my god, no. I did. That was exactly how I felt. That was exactly what I was thinking. I just, I can, I was poor trick, poor trick. Screw Carmelo Hayes. It, like I said, the way it was done, like the crowd added a lot to the last match, in my opinion. As much as the work, like the the in ring work was good, like the crowd added a lot to it. Clearly. And I've heard reviews, too, about that, that like a lot of people think that the crowd added to the match, which I'm very happy about. I'm glad the crowd showed up and, and Clarksville had a good showing, you know, because you, you don't want to come in there and it's a dead crowd or whatever. And like I said, a lot of the show they weren't super hyped for when it comes to like Gacy and Dijak and all and the, the six man tag and all that. But for Trick, this crowd was ballistic, like for the main event. Um, I would say. The angle came across like really emotional, like really, like really well done. The crowd was going nuts for it. They and also, uh, if you watch the TV version, the Peacock version, there's a part where they try to like bleed in audio to it, where it's like it's saying "Mellow sucks," but the crowd got louder than the uh, the audio. They tried to sweeten it up with, uh, and they were ch- saying "F you, Mellow." <laughs> And they just they got louder than the audio they tried to put it in there. The crowd went to business for themselves because they were so pissed at Mello. Yeah, I remember that. That's true. He deserved it. I'm like Corbin. Carmelo deserved it. He was a, a, a like I said, it was a like it'll build though. The great thing about it is like when Trick goes for revenge, that's gonna be like an epic moment. Honestly, like I can't remember. The last time I, I saw someone torn heel like that, that was like such a uh, like epic moment. Yeah, you know, like it was such a betrayal. Like I can't, which like I said, I don't really watch wrestling as much, but I can't remember like the last time where a betrayal was like had was that big, had that same impact as when he turned on Trick. Like I said, the the crowd made it even better than it was, I feel like, because there's just that split second before he does it that they realize, like, they realize what he's about to do. I and know. It, I'm, yeah, like, everyone, like, you could tell everyone in the arena realized it at the same time that, like, he it was about to happen. Yeah, then he did it, and the crowd gave an amazing reaction to it. They were, like, super heat on Melo, like, the first time all night overall uh, so like I said when they build up to trick and mellow one-on-one that's going to be an epic match so it totally worked from that standpoint we must watch it we will like I said, we totally will on wrestle update as well uh, you know maybe maybe that'll be your second appearance for for wrestle update you must let me know when it's happened so that I can watch it I must see trick Whoop that trick <laughs> And then uh, afterwards, they they had the video you posted <laughs> on their YouTube where Carmelo was walking and he just said, whooped. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Carmelo sucks. So it was 99% trick in the main event, but I will say there was like two guys that were to the bottom and right of us, like the row section wise or whatever. And they were super into Ilya. Like they were doing the bad conductor stuff for his entrance. Uh, and he was like, it was like the only two people that liked Ilya in the arena. 
I did. I, mean, I didn't really pay attention to the other sections, but I did notice. I did notice the guys because they were the only guys in our section at least who yeah. were who was uh, with Ilya who like were really behind them. Yeah, and then after the heel turn, he, the guy that was rooting for Ilya stood up and said, "Trick got whooped." Whatever. But yeah, everybody thought it like you know walking out. Like we we all left the arena afterwards, and it seemed like everybody liked the show here, at least in the arena. I've okay. got high high rating even on the cage match. I mean, the show itself is like eight point five right now. I was gonna say, like, what would you rate the show as as a whole? Like as a whole. It's not fair because being live, that's obviously gonna make me like it more, right? You know, it's it's like I can't grade it accurately because yes, I was you there. You just write it write it from your heart. I don't have a heart, Shy. <laughs> Isn't that your thing? Um, like I said, the show to me, the main event was like saved the show to me. Like if you just look at it as a wrestling show, like the main event was where it was at, and there was good. Like nothing was like too terrible outside of the six man, which was just like really not good. You know. About five out of six matches all around at least solid. And then the main event was freaking awesome. Uh, and there was one match I thought was bad. It was a good show. And the vibe and the crowd definitely helped it. I'll give it eight out of ten. That's my favorite number. That's the number I wore on my jersey, Cheyenne, when I, when I was there. I... To you, it was a 10. I will accept your 8 out of 10. As a fan, like, just be the vibe was like a 10 out of 10 vibe, like, being there. I give it a 10 out of 10. But you can give it a 10. I want you to give it a 10 out of 10. I want you to have fun, and I want us to go again one day. Oh, yeah. We ha- we have to go again. We must go again. They need to come back. And the production values were really on top of things. <laughs> like uh, like I said, I didn't like the red lighting that much, to be honest with you. But it's fine. It gave it a like you said, it was for atmosphere. I get it. <laughs> Overall, uh, but everything was like super slick, super professional, all that stuff. Uh, you know, I I give them a lot of credit for it. And for a first time ever show, <laughs> like to a like ultimately, again, if you just watch this, never if you weren't there, and just watch this as a fan, this was a filler show in the grand scheme of things. You know, none of the titles changed hands. You know, like like until the ending, nothing big happened. But they did do the turn to at least get us there. You know, like a lot of this could have happened on TV and it would have been fine. Like Dijak and Gacy and the six man tag, that could have easily happened on a, a regular NXT TV show. Some of the tag matches were better than those matches that we saw on the NXTs that we came in. But the the vibe of the PLE or whatever and the pay-per-view and all that stuff, the show and the crowd being so hot for it, that was what made it more special than the in-ring action, in my opinion. But the main event, I would highly recommend. And being there, I don't think we could talk fairly because obviously I... I just was so, so happy you were having fun in all honesty. Like that was that was my main thing. I am talking fairly, fairly from my opinions. 
And you're right. You have the right to have them. I'm not. I'm not knocking you, Shine. You're the one attacking me, not the other way around. So you're analytical writing. So you're out here trying to call me a liar. I didn't lie. You're trying to, to be harsh on my ratings. I never talk trash on your ratings. You're the worst. Well, that's just rude. But I love you though. Well, I love you too, but that was still rude. I'm sorry. I apologize. But you were being mean the whole show. You're rude. I was not being mean. I just couldn't believe you were lowballing the the matches. I felt like you were lowballing them. And that's your right. Like so maybe listen, the inmates agree with you for for those for like the cage match raiders. I like, mean which I mean, I know like you know, I know, I know. I know that you know your stuff. Like I know I don't even know if I know my stuff. You know your stuff. I know I don't know anyone else who knows more about wrestling. And I know you know your stuff. It's not a lot. You know your moves. You know your like you know all the stuff that goes into wrestling and like the technical stuff and the stuff that's really hard and the stuff that like I know you know all about that. So I I mean that's probably one of the reasons why people like you, right? Because you're you're analytical. Like uh, 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 we're taking a leap of faith saying people like me. <laughs> like you. It's because of how you view the matches, you know what I mean? Like you're really like you're looking in depth into it and get you're giving them like a full analysis of the match. And so I get that. I just You just had a great time. That's what I wanted. I wanted you to have a fun time, man. I wanted you to have a good time too. Did you have a good time I, too? Like I said, my mindset was emoing out because of my wrestlery parts of myself. Uh, but I could, tell, I could tell, like the beginning when we just got there, that you were kind of like, you know what I mean, like in your head. But I yeah. felt like by the time the show started, like you you were able to like get into it. Yeah, yeah, and and like I said, seeing you there having fun it helped a lot. Like it would have been so much worse if if like I didn't have somebody there with me that you know was family or whatever uh, on there. So you know, it it was a good show. It was like going there again as a live experience was like really good. Like they did a great job uh, overall, and and we had funny stories to tell about being there live too, which I do I do appreciate that as well. I like that lady. Oh. Nah, she sucked. <laughs> she was really annoying. But it's okay. Like I said, uh, hopefully everybody had a good time. It's, it felt like everybody had fun. Like I said, when we left out, like all the reactions were pretty much positive to the show itself. Oh, yeah. Everyone had a good time. I didn't hear anyone saying anything negative. Yeah. And even after the devastating uh, turn at the end as well. Uh-huh. Which, I like think- I said, y- if you look hard enough, you could see Cheyenne with her hands over her head. And me pointing my finger at Carmelo because when I saw you get so shocked by it, I try I, I try to step forward a little bit where we're at and like point my finger at him and look a- angry. So I I was really hoping they would show me on camera, like <laughs> zoom in on it. Honestly, because I know before you said that like if I had stood up, I probably would have been on camera. We would have been on camera. But oh, I, I think was, you would have for sure. If you had just pulled me up. Like, if you just grabbed my arm and pulled me up, I was so in shock. I would have just stood up. <laughs> I would have just went with it. Yeah, like I said, but it was, it was good, though. A lot of people had shocked reactions if you look at the Peacock version, so <laughs> there. But, yeah, it was a good show. I wasn't down, like I wasn't trying to lowball it at all, uh, overall. 
but still, I'm so happy that we got to, to to talk about it, get to go to the show, and have a great time. Like I said, I, I hope we could go again one day. I agree. I definitely want to go again. You know what I mean? Especially if they come to town. It, it was a great show. It was a great experience. It was so much fun. It was so awesome. Like, if you have the chance, you should definitely go see a show in person. It's all, Everything is always better in person. And I think many people would agree with you on that for sure. Uh, hopefully, you'll come back on Russell Up- Update one day as well. You know what? I'm not. I'm not going to say I won't. I didn't think I'd be on here this time. And here I am. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. We, yeah. Well, yeah, who knows? The future is an open door that we have to walk through together. But all right. Uh, I think that's about it. We've talked a lot about this live experience, this full show, and all that goes along with it. Yeah, we have. I mean, we we covered everything. Shia's not really on like social media or anything like that, so she doesn't have anything to plug, really, or anything like that. No, uh, but what you know what you should you should do you should go on YouTube and you should subscribe and like to the Eastern Lariat podcast. It's on YouTube. Hit that <laughs> button. Hit that subscribe button. Listen to the podcast. Listen to Eastern Lariat. Listen to this one too, guys. Love that. You should listen yeah, to Yeah, Wrestle Update definitely has its own YouTube page, which you are very, I hope very much you subscribe to, and, and Instagram for Eastern Larry, and, and Twitter and X for Wrestle Update. So listen to all of our shows. Yeah, go go to all the platforms. And if you're listening to this, you're probably on them. Go subscribe, hit the like button, comment. You know Send what I mean? A nice hey. comment about Cheyenne. She will like it very much. It will make her very happy if you enjoyed her on the show, even though she kind of roasted me sometimes. It will. It will make me happy. And, and tell Dylan that you like him too. Tell him. You don't have you, to do that. Tell him that you think that he lowballed the ratings. That's fine too. Be enough for you to agree with me as much as possible. As much as possible. Everybody's got opinions, Cheyenne. I respect them all. Even if you gave every match five stars. I did not give every match five stars. But I'm saying, even if you did, I still would respect it, because that's your opinion. At the end of the day, I, I accept other people's opinions happily. Uh, and so anybody's welcome to express it. If you like the show, if you love the show, if you had fun hearing our goofy stories about uh, the FNM Bank Arena that we went to. Oh, uh, and let Dylan know if you saw him on, on the show. Go yeah. look for him. Yeah, it'd see be, if you can find me. It'd be like a a, model, a modern day Where's Waldo. That's right. I'm pretty, like I said, if you know what to look for, I'm pretty obvious. <laughs> the spot, honestly. Just look for the Grizzlies jersey and the chain, and you'll, you'll find me. Uh, there. Like I'm pretty much like directly across the hard camera. I think maybe to the right, a little bit like a top right from the hard camera directly. <laughs> but if you know what to look for, you can see me, so... Yeah, that'd be fun. A fun little game to all the Wrestle Update listeners out there. Uh, the W crew added again. Cheyenne, my sister, is a part of it as well. Always, um, he- good, always good times. And uh, check out the Eastern Lariat, especially the Patreon, if you do like us as well, because we at uh, patreon.com slash Eastern Lariat, we do have the uh, Tiger Cast W as well, which we're going to get back on very soon, hopefully. Yes, we will. It is completely oh. my fault. Every time. 
I will admit to that. It is my fault every time it is not his that we take a short hiatus. We'll be back maybe one day back on Wrestle Update as well. I hope so. Hopefully everybody enjoyed the show. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed NXT Vengeance Day. And the city of Clarksville left a good impression on you. Uh, donate to the Red Cross as well. Help the, t- the victims of the tornadoes if you can. Uh, enjoy any kind of wrestling you want to talk about. AEW, WWE, Japan, Mexico, wherever you like. Me and Nello will be back uh, later, I think probably on the weekend. Maybe a little sooner because he's going to be a- actually coincidentally at the AEW show <laughs> this week as well. So uh, me and Nello will talk. In the future, you'll get a normal Wrestle Update, but this is just a special live report episode of Wrestle Update. Very happy to do it. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. And until next time, you know I love you. And this has been your Wrestle Update. Yucky, yucky, quack, quack. One. Yeah.